0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void required prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk
1: shoes. Recorded live. This is the No Holds Barred Radio Network. Check us out at NHBRadio.com.
2: NHBRadio.com.
1: The
3: following is a presentation of AOW Productions. This program contains adult content. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed by the host of this program do not necessarily state or reflect those of the No Holds Barred Radio Network and its management. Introducing Chris Master, Derek Stark, and Bad Billy. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Outlaw Radio.
4: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Outlaw Radio on the No Holds Barred Radio Network, sponsored by Cold Cock Whiskey. I am your host, one of your hosts, uh, Iron Bad Billy. Of course, Chris is late. Where are you? Get your ass on the air. Of course, uh, never late is the mad dog, Derek Stark. What's going on, bud?
5: It is February 25th. We're almost out of February and into March. Another great show coming up. We are back on for another great show on Saturday night. should be a hellacious time.
4: Absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, of course, last week we had a band, a metal band, out of the, out of the Lone Star State of Texas. And this week, again, we got another band out of Texas, Aurorion. More of the... The the band we had last week uh, was more like the... uh, Oh, what do you want to say? The uh, 80s-type heavy metal, which was pretty good. Uh, These guys are more along the lines of death metal or cannibal corpse. They are Aurorian, of course. Um, Actually, uh... I think we're only going to be joined by uh, by the lead singer, J. Stitch Clark. So, anyway, uh, let's get it started. Shall we get it started, Derek?
5: I say we shall because it is Saturday night. Let's bring some fun to everybody listening at home.
2: Shall we start
4: a war?
5: Uh, Dude, if I, we start wars, we finish them.
4: That's right. Well, this is Aurorian. Start a war. I want a war? I'll give you a war.
1: blended with herbs including green tea, hibiscus, ginger, eucalyptus, and many more. When they infused great-tasting herbs in their bourbon, they never expected to take away the whiskey burn and still leave the whiskey taste, so rather than adding extra sugar to make cold cock smooth, they simply added great-tasting herbs from around the world, and the result is the easiest whiskey experience you've ever had.
6: Colcock shots mouth whiskey twenty one to buy. Find them online at colcockwhiskey dot cold whiskey reminds you to drink responsibly
3: because there are some people out there who need practical advice. And yes, I'm talking about you. Wisdom beyond value from the desk of Mr. Holland. You know you're ugly when the dog has to close its eyes to hump your leg. Mr. Holland.
7: Mr.
2: Over here, over
1: here. Ma'am, ma'am, please, keep it in your pants. Fillmore Voicemail allows people to engage in social networking through the exchange of voice messages without the need of utilizing a computer. For just $4.95 a month, get an announcement-only voicemail box with a Chicago, Illinois, USA phone number. Rewind, fast-forward, and volume controls during message playback. The ability to record 90-minute announcements by phone and access to a members-only website to upload audio from your computer directly to your box. For $12.95 a month, you'll get everything an announcement-only box comes with plus message sending and receiving, instant messages, and many other social networking features. For $10 more per month, your box can have a nine-option tree-structured menu. For more information or to get your very own Fillmore Voicemail box, call toll-free 1-866-4-GET-VMB. That's 1-866-443-8862 or visit fillmorevoicemail.com. Fillmore Voicemail, a service of Fillmore Productions. Monster Energy, welcome to Rockville Return to Metropolitan Park, April 29th and 30th, celebrating Rock's greatest hits all weekend long with Def Leppard. Soundgarden. A perfect circle.
3: The offspring. More
1: two days, over forty bands
3: on three
1: stages. Tickets on sale now. Go to WelcomeToRockvilleFestival dot com for tickets, info, and more. Welcome to Rockville, fueled by Monster Energy Drink.
4: All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Just waiting on Stitch to call in, and uh, I don't know, De- Derek. I wonder if I could ever have a have a crack at death metal. <clears throat> I don't know. What do you think?
5: Um. You have about as much chance in death metal as I have of singing with Lady Gaga at the Super Bowl. Uh. (laughs) But I will say, though, when I sing fuck the fucking shit, I mean, everybody's like, that guy's got skills.
2: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You never know. (laughs) Oh, shit.
5: No. uh, but that, that Mr. Holland, though, I thought that was pretty funny. You know you're ugly when your dog has to close his eyes to hump your leg.
4: <laughs> I like uh, everything uh, you hear from um, when Mr. Holland uh, does uh, those skits. I And I, I'm i pretty sure there's more more of them out there that I have to get.
5: Yeah, we got, I think, 16 to 17 so far. 20. Now. 20. Oh, 20. Yeah. yeah.
4: Yes, indeed. So... Stitch, if you're listening, and anybody else who wants to join the show, you want. To... All right, he's calling in right now. Sweet. Yep. Just uh, letting uh, talk to you, bring him through.
5: Hey, what's up,
4: dude? Hey, what's going on, Stitch? Welcome to Outlaw Radio.
8: How's it going, brother? I got the whole band with me here tonight.
4: Oh. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Damn, now Now that when we need Chris to have the applause button, of course, uh, Chris is, isn't even here to push the damn button. <laughs> okay,
8: oh I can get my guys to do that real quick. Go for it, guys. Applause.
4: <laughs> All right. Does that right. work? Give yourself an applause. Yeah, give yourself an applause. There you go.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
9: it sounds a little cocky.
2: <laughs> 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 All
4: right. Up. So, well, uh, t- Stitch, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about Aurorian, uh, you know, for those that, uh, that are not familiar with you guys.
8: Well, we're from San Antonio, Texas. Um, we are uh, technically, I guess you'd say, a death metal, deathcore band. Uh, most of the guys in the band, we all have death metal roots. Uh, we got one hardcore kid that's on drums. Hey. <laughs> um I guess I guess uh, we're just trying to get out there and get ourselves known. Uh, we've gone on two full tours. Um, we are about to release our second EP called Leviathan. Um, and we also have a new single that's going to be coming out hopefully within the next week to two weeks called Wormwood.
4: Yes, yes, you actually gave me kind of like a, uh, oh, if it was written on paper, you could call it a rough draft, which we will hear later in the show, too.
8: Sweet. And
1: was that the yeah. one with
8: the vo- was with vocals, correct?
4: No vocals. It's all instrumental. Oh shit. Huh. That's good.
8: That's good. <laughs> Actually, That's
2: okay. we... I'm, gonna send you, I'm
8: gonna send you the one with some vocals on it, so if you want to cut and paste
4: that. Yeah. That's a little late now, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could. Sorry, man. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> no worries. That uh so, um, what what were uh, now Stitch? If I'm not mistaken, you're influenced uh, by bands like uh, Cannibal Corpse, and uh, I'd say that that was one of the main ones because uh, you've mentioned them several times in some of your live videos and things like that too. Um, but uh, what what was it uh, that that uh, really got you started uh, into metal to to begin with?
9: Uh,
8: to be honest, man, uh, I was about 13 years old, I was walking down the street in some parachute pants. Empty hammers, Empty right? And I, I, came I, across, I, I came across an album called The Bleeding. Uh, somebody, I guess, threw out their window or somebody was pissed at somebody. Um, and I took it home and popped it in my CD player. At the time, I believe, I was like listening to ACDC, Def Leppard and stuff, and uh, came across that. And man, dude, it was a, a life-changing moment from... That song called "Strip, Raped, and Tortured," I, I, they sucked me in.
4: Yes, of of course. I, you know, I I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. You know, I've been a I've been a fan of Slayer myself since I was eight years old. In fact, I had to sneak out of the house, or you know, I I had to hide my tapes, to make sure they didn't get found, because I I lived in a very very strict religious household, and uh, a band like Slayer was a big no no. <laughs> But uh, I have to ask Did did you meet any kind of opposition like that uh, As you you started your music? Oh man,
8: I'm sure we all did I know Jay probably did Uh, Myself, I did I'm I'm sure Johnny did I mean, I I was a kid that was raised in church And I still wore my Marilyn Manson t-shirt to church I mean, (laughs) they, they looked at me like I was crazy, man
4: Oh come on, Marilyn Manson isn't satanic, <laughs> but uh, they
8: Christian oh, pop. Hey man, it's all about show man. He's a showmanship guy, is what he, he's like. He was like my generation of Alice Cooper, Sean Brock.
4: Absolutely, but it, it, boy, it sure didn't take the government long to uh, blame him for the shooting at Columbine High School. I remember that,
8: dude. That was ridiculous.
4: <laughs> that, that, yeah, it it most definitely was. Most definitely was. But uh, the song we just heard was Start a War. Uh, why don't you give us a little background on that song?
8: All right. I'm actually going to let Marcus tell you a little bit about that one. This, uh, like, can I go ahead and have everybody introduce themselves to you real quick? Yes, please do.
10: All right. Hi. I'm Jay. I'm the lead guitarist.
2: That was so gay. Please
10: do
8: a little bit. He's a girly butch.
2: <laughs> <Okay>.
8: <laughs> this is our newest member.
6: Um, Go for it, man. My name is Mark Anthony, um, bass player extraordinaire. Well, good morning. So good morning. <laughs> Yeah.
8: Um, Thank you for having us. He just he just joined the band. Uh, we initiated him about a week ago. Uh, he, he lit his ass on fire with firecrackers, so he earned his way into the band.
4: <laughs> yeah, I got the scars.
8: Oh, yeah, the video is on my page. I'll make sure I tag you after this interview, sir.
4: <laughs> Absolutely.
6: And then, uh, here you go.
4: I'm Johnny
0: Riff. I play guitar and drink beer for Aurorian. Interesting. And, uh,
2: <laughs>
0: and I am Marcus Steves, and I do lead drums. Lead drum? What the hell is lead <laughs> <drum>? <laughs> <laughs> beat drummer, as opposed to backup drums.
2: <laughs> Rhythm <laughs> drummer. <laughs> Rhythm
8: drummer. <laughs> so,
0: given some of the info on
8: Start of War, it was originally... I gotta say this real quick. Uh, Start of War was technically about one of our rivals in this city. Um, and it wasn't due to any other reason than them being complete dickheads to us. E- especially when they blocked us on stage. So, go for it, dude.
0: Yeah, so Start of War is definitely... Um, one of our favorite songs mainly because uh, it's one of the oldest on the new record. And um, it's really kind of a song just about um, a manifestation of hatred toward an individual. So we kind of took this, um, this asshole that we were dealing with and we made a song that wasn't only about him, but it more encompassed like all of the hatred that we all have towards someone. Like everyone experiences that one person that just gets under your skin that you don't know why. So we decided to take that and um and just write an entire song about it and it's just uh, ripped <laughs> apart in this small ass room
4: <laughs> <laughs> nice so just just basically uh in, instead of dealing with it uh, through physical violence you dealt with it through music and expressed exactly. yourself that way
8: you know we can't we can't there have been several times to where unfortunately we come close to brawling with these guys they were agonists and, and, and on and on and on and on, and, you know, we had to eventually, we had to put them in their place, but all in all, it worked out. They don't really run their mouths anymore. I know it sounds like a funny thing, but unfortunately, in every scene, there's always that one band, and people don't seem to realize that we're all supposed to be in the same boat. We're all trying to accomplish the same goal.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely, you know it's it's not it's not hey. like Burger, Burger King and McDonald's who are competitors for during the the lunch hour. You know it's it's more about uh, helping each other out, and that way you you become successful.
2: Exactly,
0: like yeah. you wouldn't picture one McDonald's restaurant fighting with another McDonald's restaurant.
4: Exactly, <laughs> exactly.
0: We're all trying to put out the same kind of burgers. Exactly, we're all putting out the same kind of burgers. <laughs>
4: Interesting scenario, of course. I, I don't know. I just kind of thought of that at the last minute. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: great.
4: Uh, now, uh, now, Stitch. I have to ask you this: uh, when it when it comes to being a vocalist in a black metal, death metal band, whatever you want to call the genre, I mean, obviously that ki- you know, singing is not, is uh, not an easy task right there alone. But when you're uh, when you really have to to really bring out the bass in your voice along with the screaming, can that really be difficult at first to master?
9: Um, Man,
8: I've been doing it since I was 13, uh, constantly. Um, and I would just sit in my room for hours and hours. I would listen to anything from 7 Dust to... Uh, the Napalm Death, to uh, even 7 Mary 3, man, I listen to everything, so I kind of train myself to play all kinds of styles, vo- uh, to be able to do all styles of vocals, but this is something that I really, really enjoy doing, but the issue is now, I'm a little bit older, so I'm 35, and whenever you're trying to get that back, we've gone through, I don't know, how many guitar players? Uh, several. We've at least like Six, at seven, least six to eight guitar players, uh, one drummer, uh, two bass players. And without having consistency, it really takes a toll on your voice getting older. It's not as easy to get back as it is if you're 20 or 16 years old. You know what I mean?
4: It, oh, exactly, exactly. It's uh, just like uh, when when you hurt yourself at uh, at uh, past the age of 30, you realize how much slower your body starts to heal.
8: Oh, it sucks, oh. dude.
4: It
8: sucks. <laughs> Our youngest baby in the band is Marcus. He's what, 20? Yep, 20. We can't even get sponsored yet by any whiskey company because uh, 20 and he's not 20. No, he's <laughs> I mean 21. I'm, I'm 20 and 1 break.
4: Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well here, well, here we are, Outlaw Radio. We're sponsored by Cold Cock Whiskey. And uh, only one of us uh, actually drinks if if at all. I don't drink very much. But only <laughs> one of only one of us does, so there
2: you go. Well <laughs> actually, enough, I've
8: wait, no. asked, how is that? What's that? How is the cold cock? I've never had it. <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh, herbal whiskey, it's not too bad.
5: Nice, nice, not
4: that's what
5: I'm actually sipping on Gentleman Jack right now.
4: There you go. There you go.
5: Now, Billy. No, I was gonna say. You know, I do. I do drink. It's just been a long time since I have. Screwdrivers were mostly, were mostly my poison.
8: <laughs>
11: but,
5: like, my my question for you, my good sir, is: Have you ever drank some really cheap whiskey
8: and gotten the green apple splatters?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Never <laughs> happened. <laughs> Never happened.
8: <laughs> it is a daily thing.
10: It's a daily thing with fish. Man,
8: we've had some time on tour, brother. We've, we've done some, we've done, we're, you know, we don't claim, we're not no big shits by far. We just have fun. Um, and, I mean, I poop my pants on tour. That's how you want the radio. radio radio radio. I I don't care. It's on DVD soon,
2: anyways. (laughs) But no,
8: you know, know, technically, to go back to the music, man. Me and Jay, uh, Jay's been with me. Uh, Johnny, you came into the band what? Right as Jay entered? Uh, I believe it was
2: 2015, Mm -hmm.
8: beginning. Right, right before we went on tour, huh? So. If you really get back to the music, and our first album sounds nothing like our new album. Uh, we, we went to, we to Aurorian 5.0. We really are trying to um, pull in all different styles of people, but there is no clean singing, and that's one thing that this band will never do. Um, I, I will say this. Um, as a vocalist for myself, and I know that the guys are all for it, too, Annunciation is very, very big for us because I want people to be able to understand what we're talking about.
4: So you don't want... Because to, I, I told you when we first started talking, I mean, I don't mind Cannibal Corpse. They're just not my, my favorite because I can't understand what they're saying. That's all. So and you want to change that aspect a little bit, I take it.
8: Yeah, we really want to be able to reach out to everyone. We still have the grinding. We have the blasting. Um, I just... I. I've learned how to do things over the years to make the vocals better um on my end. I'm actually gonna be this is I would say out of mine and Jay and uh Anthony for us this being us for this
10: being what how many projects down the road? Uh personally myself. Yeah. Or, uh I think like eight or nine. Eight to nine.
8: I would say at least this is my fifteenth project. It's gotta be. Like no, maybe thirteen. And you, Anthony? This will be my
9: sixth project. Out
8: of, out of all of this, I guarantee that this is going to be our favorite album. Like, I guaranteed, We're really excited about this. Tomorrow we go back to the studio to uh, finish up Wormwood. We're going to add some more leads to it, right, or something like that? Uh,
3: yep. <laughs> <laughs> um,
8: and then we're going to be finishing up Leviathan. So we're actually going to be releasing two singles here within the next hopeful. Hopefully within the next uh, two weeks, two or three weeks, we'll release Wormwood. And then we'll release Leviathan um shortly after.
4: Right on. Derek, are you ready to make them put on their thinking caps?
5: Yeah. Why not? <laughs> All right. Now everybody moving. <laughs> just so you guys know, I've been known to throw a few questions out there that that make the band go, Damn, that is a good question. I gotta think about that for a little bit. So Anyways, uh,
8: Challenge accepted, sir.
5: <laughs> all right. Very, very awesome. Now, the band Aurorian. Now, who is somebody that you guys would want to work with on a record? Uh, I guess you consider like a, a singer or a guitarist or whoever, past or present. Who is somebody that Aurorian would want to work with? I would have to go with producer-wise. Um, I...
8: Honestly, I have a great group of guys, dude. I well, If you could bring anyone for like a feature. Like if you could feature. Like oh, like a feature. Oh, CJ from Thy Artist Murder.
4: Nice. <laughs> Got quiet there, crickets.
0: Yeah, well, this is a good question. We're all thinking about it. Yeah,
8: yeah. Definitely, definitely either CJ from Thy Artist Murder, the vocalist, or... What's the dude's name from Acacia? Vince? Right. I want to say it's Vince. Vincent. Vincent. Yeah, Vincent from the Acacia Strain. I mean, those are two killer bands and two killer vocalists, so to have them collaborate with us would be absolutely amazing.
4: Yes. Of course, Stitch, if there's anybody I want to hear you do a duet with, that would I think would sound totally awesome. You may not know who this person is, uh but it's a lady by the name of Lauren Hart. If you've heard that name before?
8: Uh not familiar. No.
4: She's the lead singer of a female band or she's not an all female band. She's the only female there, excuse me, but uh Yep, she's the lead singer of a death metal band called Once Human.
8: You guys heard of them? No. Uh, we're gonna have to definitely check into that, man. And that sounds awesome. I'm always looking for something like that. That that that's sick, man. Because you take Arch Enemy. I don't like the new chick. I like Angela better, and and yeah, man, that would be that would be awesome to try and some hit something up like that. Yeah, female death metal thing is
2: far, think, few in between. Yeah,
8: far
0: between.
2: between. Oh, except
8: for Cerebral board. Yeah. Have y'all heard that? yeah. yeah. Oh my god, she was a dude. She was a if she was amazing. She's not with them anymore. <laughs>
6: no, because she banged the guitarist. Was that right? Yeah. <laughs> that's the that's the reason why chicks be in bands.
9: Everybody's trying to bang. Yo out yo here.
8: yo! So what you got now, brother? What other questions we got here?
4: Well, I'm going to go ahead and i uh, uh, as you know uh, most of the songs I'm going to be playing here. Uh, I'd say almost all of them are from the uh, from the old CD, of course, because. Mainly because that's all I've got, really. But,
2: right. uh,
9: the,
4: the Truth, I found to be a very interesting song. Before I cue that song, why don't you tell us a little bit about it?
9: Oh, no. You had to pick the one we hate the most. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Truth. The,
8: okay. I got to be technically honest with the first album. The first album, I first got to El Paso. I mean, I'm saying I came, I came to San Antonio from El Paso. I threw yes. some ads out, I threw some ads out on Craigslist. I got a hold of a couple guys. Uh, we put, we basically threw this album together. It was nothing. I was really completely happy with, to be honest. My favorite songs off that album is going to be "Destroyed" and "Treason" and "Malevolence." Um, but the truth, for some reason, in San Antonio, the hardcore kids love it. So we're always constantly being asked to bring it back. And the truth was basically the truth of lies. Um, people lying through the teeth, man. The government, your everyday friend. I mean, it comes down to that. It's all about lies. It's just human nature, some people.
4: Right on, right on. All right. Well, with, without any further ado, I want to go ahead and cue the truth. Nice. All right, we are back, joined by the band members of Aurorian. If you want to join the show, the number to call is 724-444-7444. Enter the code 143036. You know, Derek, as I was listening to that song, listening to how uh, what they described this song to be about to, I could think of somebody else I'd like to see them join the stage with. And you know who that would be?
5: Um who?
4: Mike Moore of uh, Twisted Asylum.
5: Oh, that would be freaking awesome actually. Uh uh Billy, uh before you ask, ask another question. Uh, I got a, I got a question for these guys. Go if ahead, let me go
4: Go ahead, go ahead.
5: All right. All right, now uh question number 1. Have you guys heard of the band 6 Feet Under?
8: Oh my god dude oh, yeah. um yeah. you're talking oh, yeah. warpath was warpath lecanthropy and like La- i think lecanthropy lecanthropy uh well no, that was a live album right the one in Europe, where, beneath the black sky
2: so. the
8: haunting Lycanthropy, and then uh um you the warpath dude was my favorite dude Chris Barnes was my idol for so many years
5: nice uh, well uh they. Uh my buddy Adam Bird, he's, uh he's part he's actually half Indian, half white, and he's a big he's big into death metal. He loves uh Cannibal Corpse, uh all the crazy names you can you can think of, but Aurorian did Graveyard Classics which covered uh songs from A C D C. Now uh I think one of the songs they sounded was like uh <clears throat> I'm a I'm uh you know, some something like that in the heavy metal voice <laughs> that I can't really fucking do. But anyway, my question to you guys is: Would you guys ever consider doing a whole album of one rock band, you know, covering their songs but making it like metal, like 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 uh, Six Feet Under did with ACDC? Oh, yeah. yeah, I. You know
12: what? That
8: that would be really cool to do if if we all could agree on the one album. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For artists.
5: That's nice because I actually saw in Graveyard Classics the uh, the first one they actually did uh they did a whole bunch of different songs from Dead Kennedys, Deep Purple, Scorpion, Jimi Hendrix, uh Sabotage and the se- the second one was actually a whole entire uh cover of AC/DC's 1980 album Back in Black. So I think if you guys did that, I think that'd be I honestly think that'd be pretty cool cuz I think that would instantly be some drive home material, wouldn't you, Billy?
4: Damn right! I <laughs> absolutely.
5: I get so much flack from from people that listen on rockinwaves.com when I play like heavy metal stuff. They're like, "What the hell is this? I can't even understand what the hell they're saying." I'm like, "If I if I had the lyrics, I'd let you know what the hell the song's about." I just think it's cool.
12: Also <laughs> known as Ross, that person would be known as Ross. And like, finally, Chris is joining us. There you are. Sorry, I had to shower. <laughs> well, we all, know personal,
5: we all know my personal opinion on Ross. We talked, we just, we actually talked about that a couple of weeks back. Anyways, you know, you know, because the first time I ever heard of Six Feet Under was my buddy Adam. He's like, Derek, have you ever heard ACDC being covered in heavy metal format? I'm like, I don't think I ever have. So they played, uh, he played Hell's Bells for me, and I was just jamming out to it. I'm like, I don't even, I don't even like necessarily take you know a listen to heavy metal but that was freaking awesome
2: (laughs) all Uh, right now
4: i gotta ask you guys uh this is something i i ask just about every metal band that's on this show but uh over the years you've been playing whether it be a small club or a great big venue what is some of the craziest shit you've seen from uh maybe a big brawl in the pit to just other shit happening in the audience. What's some of the craziest shit you've seen while you're on stage?
8: Man, uh, we played this show out in, this was before any of the guys were with me here. Um, I want, no, Johnny wasn't here either. Um, this We we played out this place called the Harmony Suite out in New Bravels.
6: God, dang, my balls itch. I'm sorry. Uh, LAUGHTER Wow, anyway, worse. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> uh,
8: so <but laughs> so, so um, we played this show out there at the Harmony Suite, and this kid jumps in the pit. I and then, matter of fact, he was on the breakdown uh, for The Truth, where it says, uh, I want to see you bleed. And for they love that. They love that part, which uh, that is my favorite part of that whole song. Anyway, they start swinging, you know, the hardcore dancing stuff they do?
4: Oh yeah, a human tornado.
8: <laughs> yes. So well, he literally took a fist, a fist or a foot straight to the eye, and when he did, dude, his eyebrow was the size of a freaking baseball. And he was, he was all like, "Hey, bro, check this out." And I was like, "Holy shit! What happened to your face?" Oh, I was getting, I got kicked in the face. I was like, "That's fucking awesome." He's like, "I love it, man. I'm, it was a good night." <laughs> 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 oh <Holy>
4: shit. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. I'm not
8: exaggerating on the baseball size, man. It was huge. It was open huge.
4: Oh, my goodness. I, d- I don't doubt it. I, I don't doubt it, you know, because, hey, I've, I've boxed. I've been around the MMA game myself, and I, I've seen some pretty gnarly hematomas and cuts in my lifetime. <laughs> so.
8: Well, yes, sir, man. It, it, all it takes is that right blow to crack the skin.
4: All right. All uh, right, Derek, throw them the other stumper that you just love to throw at them.
5: Oh, the stumper that strikes out damn near everybody.
4: Yep, yeah, throw them the curveball and let's see if they can hit it out of the park.
5: All right, I'm pretty sure these guys are gonna get are gonna smack a home run out of this like everyone else does. All right, all right, now guys, this is a question for all of you now. Now Aurorian just you know put out their next EP. You guys are going on tour nationwide. And into Canada and Mexico, so pretty much, pretty much mainstay on the U.S. and a little international. You have three, you have three opening slots ahead of you on tour. You're the final band, the coup de gras, the main event, however you want to call it. What three bands are you going to get to fill those three opening slots, and why? It can be anybody, past or present.
10: I'm going to have me and Jay, We're both thinking the same thing. Uh, I would say Whitechapel, one of them. Uh. Nice. Um, Johnny,
6: what do you got? You got anything? Oh, shoot.
8: Uh, I'm going to have to actually say aborted because me and Jay have a lot of the same influences. Aborted is definitely probably my number three ban.
2: Suicide silence. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Old suicide silence, yeah, not that yeah.
4: Doris bullshit. Bring, Bring it bitch back. Bring yeah, it back. Please. <laughs> I would say probably uh Hard murder. It would be fucking six to twelve of those motherfuckers.
6: Or fucking um, dude got out of prison. What's the name from? Uh, as I lay Dying? Oh, like As they Dying. Man, down. dude, we
8: have so many influences. I don't and narrow it down, though, fools. Like we gotta narrow it down. Cause they asked like three bands. I know we can all agree on White Chapel. Yeah, White yeah. Chapel is White a definite. Uh, yeah. Old, old Suicide Silence. Uh, okay, we're talking like the Cleansing Suicide Silence. Yeah.
0: Mm. No. Are you kidding me? I mean, I I love, that. I love that, but I just feel like we can do better. No, I feel like we can do better. I agree with Johnny with Die Art. Die I say Die Okay, so why Chapel, Die is
8: murdered. Let's, let's throw something weird in there. Let's, dude, I'm sorry. Aborted <laughs> all the fucking way. Angry. I'm sorry. <laughs> aborted all the fucking way, dude. I'm sorry. Hand it <laughs> out. That rings a Saturday. I mean if you <laughs> I don't Yeah, I, I guess it comes down to a mix. Uh for sure Lyard is murder and and uh Whitechapel, but I'm sorry man, I gotta throw so aborted in there, dude. What the is type? They're sick, man. Their new album Retro Gore is freaking on par with global flatline.
2: Yeah.
8: There
11: you have All it.
4: Alright. And uh this uh, this uh, kind of uh extends a little bit to that question though, as as far as touring goes or playing gigs however you want to put it, but uh, obviously you're based uh, in Texas, but uh, where else have you had the opportunity to uh, travel out and expand and let your voice be heard?
8: Uh, We just played El Paso back right before summer ended. Um, uh, We played Little Rock, Arkansas twice. We played Dallas at Tomcats. We actually played with um, Twisted Asylum. Uh, We do know Mike. We're actually good friends with Mike. Uh, We're good friends with all them guys. We actually are, from my end, we're closer knit to some more of the bands out of Ohio than we are our own scene here. So, but yeah.
4: Well, it really doesn't surprise me that you say that because uh, I, I believe it. It was uh, Adam Dukes who uh, brought you guys to my attention too. Of Adam? Um, fit for a uh, fit for a funeral or. Maybe it wasn't him or, damn, who the hell was? I can't remember. It was one was of those J- guys out of Ohio.
6: Was it JC?
4: Can't remember, to be honest with you.
6: Right. Can't
4: remember. No, it was Sean Huffman. That's who it was.
8: Okay, yeah, yeah, Sean, yeah. We're, we. Yes, he's a good dude, man. He's a really good dude.
4: Yep, so that's how I found out about you guys in the first place.
8: He had messaged me about that as well, and I was like, wow, man, thank you very much. I was like, I appreciate that. Like Ohio scene man is so good. Like I I am not going to lie. When we were up there, we got open oh, Man, I don't know how to put it. We got we got open arms like everyone there was so awesome to us, man. And uh, uh they go back to that thing. We played Kentucky. Uh we played Akron, Ohio. We played um Louisiana, uh, which was uh, in New Orleans. Um and we've had some issues with with tour dates getting canceled, so sometimes a day will get canceled on the tour, which sucks. But it happens, you know. It's 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 not a guaranteed business out there on the road.
4: Yeah, that's true. I agree with that. All right, I'm gonna cue another one of your songs here, and this is this is one. Don't worry, this is one you like, and it's one I like too. It's the, it's the very last song that's uh, on your old CD, and uh, <laughs> yeah destroyed talk I hear I hear the uh emergency broadcasting uh screech <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
9: Uh,
4: tell us uh, tell us about this song cuz obviously there's a powerful message to this song
9: Yeah um okay
8: so um I'm going to put it out there and this is just I mean I'm not perfect by far all my guys know what I believe in my my, my personal beliefs I I I hate saying a typical term Christian I hate saying that, but the whole concept of that album was basically um, destroyed was a world without God. God. So it was the very beginning of the seven years of tribulation. Um, Destroyed is basically about us um, destroying ourselves within, and and then that actually follows treason. It should have been a part one and part two, but treason is about mankind... um, Completely turning on ourselves, turning on itself towards God. It was insane. I mean, like you really look at everything that's going on. You have to put two and two together, and whatever you believe, I respect it. But it's just, it's something that we're made to do. We're made to destroy ourselves.
4: All right, I'd, I have to cue that song because like i said it it contains a message that uh, even if somebody who can't understand it should listen closely and at least try to understand it so i'm going to go ahead and cue destroyed
6: awesome
2: Do not hesitate to act. The government is taking reasonable action to control the
4: I'll tell you what, I sure hate it when that sound comes over my TV when I'm trying to watch something. just irritates the fuck out. Oh, my out. God, <laughs>
8: that's so ear-piercing, bro. We did that live, and it kills us. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, hearing
4: that shit, <laughs> the fucking that it's, scary, it's scary, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember, I got to say this, too. I remember I was in a dead sleep, and I used to sleep with the TV on, and my roommate decided to turn the TV up for some reason because he couldn't hear it. And an Amber Alert came over came over the air, and just I I just woke up out of a dead sleep hearing that. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Amber Alerts are lighting
9: attacks.
4: So,
8: Billy, I was going to – we had spoken about Kill This Fest, if you remember.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, I was getting ready to bring that up in a few minutes.
8: Oh, okay. I'll let you bring that up then.
4: <laughs> yes, uh, from what I understand, uh, you it's a festival you want to uh, put together in uh, San Antonio, if I'm not mistaken.
8: This is our third year running. Uh, we're really excited about this year. we got a top-notch, upscale venue. Uh, it's called the Amp Room. The owner worked out a great deal with us. The first year, we did it a little hole in the wall. I forget the name of the venue. And then last year, we did it at the Corova here in San Antonio which is basically the white rabbit now. Um but this year we moved into a little smaller venue than the Corova, a little bit more intimate, more more of an intimate stage. Uh we got Barry the Rod out of uh, out of Austin, which is a killer deathcore band. Uh then we also have Not My Master from El Paso, uh coming into town. And then we've got uh Anger Kill and uh obviously us and probably a few other Bands, yeah, yeah. We're it's this year we're trying to do a two-day festival.
4: Now, Derek, you remember last week when we had Force of Rage on the show, and you asked them what the metal scene like was in Texas. I think right there, what they're talking about should answer a lot.
5: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because when when we were talking to Force of Rage last week, I mean, when I'm when I'm thinking of Texas, I'm thinking of of that that Texas country music you know waylon jennings willie nelson all the uh all the greats that that come out of texas you know and when i when i asked about the metal scene in texas because i never i never pictured metal in texas that pretty much answers my answers my question pretty much
4: well you got to think of uh two bands in particular wasp and pantera both came out of texas so Holy shit, Boston from Texas? Yes.
8: I did not know that. You've got At the the Drive-In from El Paso. You've got Pissing Razors from El Paso. You've got uh, Union Underground from San Antonio, Upon a Burning Body from San Antonio. Uh, What? Fit for a King is from Dallas. Uh, Then you've got Memphis Mayfire. Uh, They're on Artery. There's another band out of – I mean, Austin that's on Artery as well. There's, Dallas has got a great death metal scene. I mean,
11: uh,
8: Drowning Pool, yes, yeah, Drowning Pool for sure, Low Gear. Um, there was a lot of bands up out of there, man. I
9: mean, Texas has got a lot of good bands.
4: Well, you've got to think, too, also, uh, that two, two of the originators of rock and roll, one came from uh, Memphis or, or Mississippi, the other one came out of Lubbock, Texas, so it kind of starts right. in that area. Yeah. Exactly.
9: Exactly.
8: Yes, sir. You know, um, I, I don't know if this was true or not, but I heard Glenn Danzig was Buddy Holly, One of Buddy Holly's uh, pallbearers, from what I understood, Buddy Holly was uh, uh, a renowned Satanist. But that's what I've heard. Yeah, yeah. You would not. You would not think that. But
2: that, that's uh, what I was
8: told. But I don't know if that's li- literally uh, true or not.
4: I'm gonna call bullshit on that. <laughs> <laughs>
9: I don't know. You know, have to Google that because I so, swear to God, I, he, he wrote Peggy
6: Sue in uh, Children's Blood. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but you know, when it, you you mentioned Glenn Danzig too, uh, a lot of people don't know unless you research it on the internet that he wrote a song for Johnny Cash, and he sat in the studio and uh, did a little jam session with Roy Orbison. Roy Orbison. A lot of people yep. don't know that.
8: No, no, yeah. Roy Orbison was something, something different, man. Like he was basically the Elvis, in my opinion, out of Texas.
4: Yeah, most definitely a, a, a voice in, in his time that uh, could not be matched. Too, I mean, the guy had a great voice.
8: Mm-hmm. You know, one of my favorite '80s bands was Rat.
2: Oh yeah, I, I remember Rat.
8: <laughs> I got the party. <laughs> I got the party with a guy from Motley Crue, uh, the guy that replaced Vince Nill, John
12: Corroba.
2: Hmm.
12: You guys don't know who that is?
4: Never heard the name. Never heard uh, the name. i <laughs> Man, they pulled oh. that out. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, I've just got got a couple more questions here. Um, so do you know exactly when the new, when the new CD is going to be released?
8: All right, so we're going to get down to some serious business on this. We're going to talk to you, like, legitimately and let you know what's going on. Um, right now, we are at least a good 65% done. Um, we're looking at eight songs. We're trying to push it out. We, our goal was March. Um, unfortunately, the guy that we're working with uh just was not able to get this done within time so therefore we're having to push postpone it once again i i think we're going to be shooting for may is what we're going to do we're going to try and shoot for may and i'm not going to lie it is hard to tell sometimes when uh you're dealing with people that's got family and stuff like that trying to make the studio time together it's more chaotic than what people think
4: uh, i believe it i believe it. it it takes a lot of time a lot of dedication you know you you have to think that uh you know this is uh, to be in this business um you know to to get to the very top there is no easy stretch it takes a it takes a lot to get there and you guys I'm I'm sure have daytime jobs you have to deal with you got family so you know all the all these factors really weigh in
8: they do um Money is the biggest aspect uh, of issues within a band guaranteed. Um you're, you're talking you're talking myself, if you take labor, physical money, within five years I've probably invested at least no less than twenty grand. No less. And this year alone, uh, I'm actually going back to the oil field for a little bit. I've I've made up my mind on that because I, I plan on having us you know, you know, in this in this business, you have to kind of buy on the to tours sometimes, unfortunately, um, and that's the way a lot of bands make the relationships with other bands that are touring and that are bigger than what you are. Is you buy onto a tour, you try your best to make friends with that band, and after all of it's over, you just hope to God they they bring you along with them again.
4: Yeah, you get, hey, it's uh, quite often these days you got to spend money to make money.
8: That's no joke, man. I mean. People really don't take the time and effort. That's why piracy pisses me off so much, man. I mean, you can find our album destroyed on, like, over 100 uh, torrent sites. Uh, But the thing is, is they don't really take in consideration the time to to get there, the writing process, um, the the money that goes into merch, the money that goes to recording. I mean, to record an eight-song album nowadays, I mean, you're talking anywhere from two to four grand.
4: Yeah, exactly. You know, you got to think uh, instruments are not cheap. I mean, of course the cheapest cheapest guitar I have seen in a shop was, was at least a hundred dollars. But I know you can sometimes get them off Craigslist or whatever for cheaper than that. But they're not going to. You can't guarantee the quality. Drum sets, I know, are incredibly expensive.
8: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Don't get me started. Yeah, that definitely is. <laughs> We like to leave him to leave his to unload and load his own stuff. Yeah, it's a learning, it's a lesson in <laughs>
2: learning.
8: It's it,
10: it's a it's a good life lesson for him to do all the work. Um, <laughs> it, um, you know, the, he's very amplifiers. Young and, you know, so he man. I'll take advantage
0: of my young spry. we just to teach
8: But you know, it comes down to really the money aspect is, and and you know, to be honest, um, most bands don't get signed off their first album. And a lot of bands quit after that. They think that they're going to get signed immediately, and the truth of the matter is, is it doesn't happen that way, man. Like you're lucky if you get signed off your first album. You're you're extremely freaking lucky, man. And it's not like it used to be in the in the early '90s and stuff where you got a million dollar deal. It doesn't happen like that. A label comes at you and says, "Here, we're going to invest ten thousand or five thousand towards you," and this is all you get. Like, and you better make sure you have a good attorney on your side because, if I'm not mistaken, we were speaking to Standby Records for a while, and I'm glad that we didn't sign with them, guys, because of the fact of they just got so many lawsuits against them, and Victory actually did, too. So it's a really hard business, man, when you come down to to really think about all the risks and issues that you deal with, the industry and the music.
4: You know, and uh, if there's one song going along with what you're talking about if there's one song that I would recommend anybody listen to that uh, states these facts it's a uh, rock superstar by Cypress Hill cuz they talk about all the all this stuff that you're mentioning in that song
8: you know yeah. what's funny that you speak that cuz we were actually going to try and cover that song but they spit their rhymes so fast to way to where if we had we if we were going to recover that song and remake it ours we were literally going to have to cut some of the wording out of it because... Basically, Stitch isn't good enough.
6: Man, I'll
9: punch it in your fucking mouth. <Yeah. laughs> it, it, it,
8: is very, it is a very lengthy song when it comes to lyrics, though. Man, you don't have, especially when you're doing lows and, and highs all together, there's just... You would honestly have to have basically two vocalists on that, and I do all the backup vocals and, and lead vocals myself, so we try to keep it that way, too
4: damn, that's got to take a lot of work too. Wow. Yeah, you're,
8: you're doing a lot of layering in the studio. You, you run your lows twice, you run your highs twice, you run your mids twice, um, is what it comes down to, you know, but like, like at the end of the day, man, we're the same as any other band out there. We're not, we're not trying to do anything, but make our dreams come true, man. That's all it takes, but it takes money to make it.
5: Unfortunately.
4: Absolutely. Yeah. You know, Derek, the- The final question you always ask ties right into this subject, so why don't you go for it?
5: All right. Final question from me is you got these young 17, 18-year-old kids. You know, they want to start a band. They come up to you and ask for advice. What advice can you give them?
8: I'm going to have to go ahead and tell you right now, they don't listen to the advice. (laughs) I'm not going to mention any names. But I get calls all the time, my friend, for advice. Uh, Marcus is the young end of the man. He's a millennial, I guess you would say.
9: Yep. And
8: he doesn't fit in to the millennial crowd when it comes to advice. But but make no mistake, we make time to talk to people. We we help people with their CD release parties because my label called Kill This Records. I do my best, and my partner Jay and Marcus. Marcus has been helping me a lot with Kill This Fest. The thing is, when it, when it comes down to that, man, is it's I I guess what I'm saying is you can give them all the advice you want. If they follow it, that's up to them. But nine times out of ten, man, they don't follow it at all. And they end up getting hurt in the long run. But I guess that's trial and error, and they want to learn themselves. But then again, it sucks because then you're – Wasting your breath on these kids, how many times have I talked to people do uh,
10: It's been countless you know and, it, and it's the 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 whole thing about giving advice is that it's we don't just you know you know we're not just breathing hot air to kids you know we, we want you know we're in it for the support, which is what Kill this record is kind of based off, and the whole fest is like basically bringing the community together and even even people or bands that we've kind of weren't not so fond of you know we still invite them to the show because we want everybody to be one, but when it comes to advice, you know it's Nine times out of ten, like you said, you know, the kids don't take it, but they end up coming back for more advice. You know, advice is given, they don't take it, they come back for more advice. So it's it's a little, it gets a little uh, stressful when we're trying to help, but it's just, you know, kind of falling on deaf ears most of the time. And And to go to that,
8: and I'm sorry to add this little piece on there. You get these kids and you're talking about the 17 and 18-year-olds. Most of this stuff that they do, it's a trend. I hate saying it. I'm 35 man. I've been doing this since I was 14. Uh Jay, how long have you been doing it? Uh since I was in high school now. 14, 15. Okay. So you got these kids that try to pull off an album and then they get and I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding and, and and this goes for our scene in San Antonio especially. They get 1000 followers on Facebook and they end up turning into be the cockiest motherfuckers you've ever met in your life. You try to say hi to them, they walk into the venue And you let them know, man, you need to lower your... You need to drop that ego, buddy. Like, seriously. I I know it's a little off the subject, but at the end of the day, everyone needs to realize we're all in this at the same time. We're all in this for the same boat. We're all in this for the same reason. If you're just doing it for a trend, then just do it for a little trend and then get the fuck out of here. The problem is with the style of music that we do, there's so much competition. Dude, there's so much competition. And a lot of these bands... Only put out one album, and it sucks because there are actually a lot of good bands.
10: Yeah, there's a lot of good ones, and it's you know some of the advice to give to to the younger crowd is you know just to keep doing it, keep persisting. You know, stop blowing your money on weed. You know, you know, invest oh invest in your craft. You know, it's like and you know they yeah they they put out the first album and it's like oh we didn't get a record deal. You know, fuck this, and you know they disband and you know, each of them form another band, and it, it just its a never-ending cycle. Never-ending cycle, man. Like like I said, we've gone through so many people, but when it comes to the
8: advice, it's hard to give advice when they don't listen. And for one, like Jay was saying, I probably get at least four or five messages a week from different people constantly about, hey, help me, can you call me, what do I need to do? Marcus was like... So well, anyways, I, I don't know. Advice, coming from a 35-year-old man that plays what we play... It's kind of hard to do, man. And I don't mean no offense to anyone out there. It just kind of sucks. I could get some advice. Uh, from the
0: 20-year-old in the band, um, one thing that I'll say about that's very unique to Aurorian that I've noticed is just how close the camaraderie is and how much when we come to practice as a band, we all enjoy the practice. We enjoy the banter before. We enjoy sharing a drink afterwards. So if I could impart any advice to anyone wanting to start a band is, don't be in a band just for the sake of being in a band. Don't, don't be in do a band it for pussy. And, and yeah, definitely don't do it. That'll right? tear a band up quicker
8: than anything. And
0: don't though. do it <laughs> for the sake of getting yeah, big. Good. Be in a band because you enjoy the music and you enjoy the people that you're in a band with. Oh,
8: yeah. You know, the one thing and, and I'm sorry guys, I know you probably need to get off here. The one thing that no. I can say, I treat this band like a family. Um, I know for a fact that each one of these guys got my back no matter what. We almost got in a brawl in Louisiana. I almost got in a fight with my guitar player on stage. And literally, here's, here's the whole rundown. He, he literally, me and him were about to go at it. And this dude runs over and he's like, hey, man, not in my fucking town. And all of a sudden, my guitar player that we were about to get in a fight with, Danny, he turns around and goes, hey, man, you don't fucking talk to my vocalists like that. We were about to beat the shit out of each other and he had my back. The thing is like when you talk about that it's got to be family, man. It's got to be family. If you don't have family in a band,
10: you don't have nothing. Yep. Otherwise it's just a group of guys staring at phones, not really not really not really committed to anything in their project.
11: Gotcha. You know,
10: you
5: know something Billy, for for a couple of years we've been interviewing bands. This has been one of the most real talks of you know, trying to, you know, much more than answering a question, but this is just like us sitting down talking to them, like right after a show that we just listened to them put on. This is real, real shit.
4: Absolutely. absolutely, Yeah. Yeah. And we appreciate that, you know, definitely appreciate that.
8: We hope that we'll be able to, um, what I'm going to do is we're going to make sure that you get the first single before anyone else does. We're gonna let you guys push that because you guys have been awesome to us. Billy, we've been speaking to it for a while. Derek, it's a pleasure to meet you over the phone, man. And 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 yep. to take that compliment, we don't take it lightly because that means more to us than you could ever possibly imagine, man. That I'm, I'm speechless
4: actually. Absolutely. One final question that I love to ask. Is uh, say you do make it big, and uh, touring is worldwide. Uh, or and you have the choice to play anywhere you want, your choice. What's that dream stage? Where where would you like to play the most? Anywhere in the world?
8: Wembley. Well, uh, here here's Marcus's choice. Okay, I got, I'll be
0: honest. I kind of want to play Wembley. That'd be pretty cool. What the hell is that? It's in England. It's okay. like the biggest stadium in England, and Foo Fighters have played every single big like, mainstream actors play there, and I think it'd be awesome to just take some take some metal there and just get an entire stadium of people throwing down. And you, mark? Can you Mark?
6: Well, me, growing up in San Antonio, um, I've always just been a big fan of the Sunset Station, and that's where I always, like, seen real good acts, and I've always had a good time there, and, you know, I, I've seen Slayer and Manson there. I've seen King Diamond, you know, and I... Oh, my
8: God, King Diamond. I enjoyed
6: the Sunset Station so much to where I, I, I grew up saying I want to play that stage. You know, I grew up in a local scene when the White Rabbit was around, when Rick was around, and I told myself I was going to be on that stage, and I had played that stage. And you, Johnny? I would, personally, I would like to play a, you know, big old nice European festival because I've seen, you know, all my favorite bands play those rowdy festivals and looking out into a sea of fucking
13: are you human. talking?
9: Are you talking
6: whack, whacking
9: open yeah, air feds? Yeah, yeah honestly, Oh man. my god, we'll that's what
13: I'm talking about. about. Yeah. You know, it's just
6: you know,
0: it's just, also you know, just for the travel experience as well.
8: You know,
6: that would that's definitely would be one of the main reasons. You know, just to get
8: out. And then myself, um, to be honest, with our style of music that we do, I would really love to tour Japan, um, Okinawa. Um, I got some friends that toured over there, and they just, they love it. They love what we do, and they support the music. And I, I don't know, um, let me see if I can get Jay to say his real quick for you guys. Jay, are you
6: taking a dump? <laughs> are you taking a dump?
8: All right. Hey, where would be your number one place that you would want to play? What's number one place that I want to play? Like, 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 if we make it big. I want to play Hellfest. Oh, hell yeah.
4: There you go. All right. All right. <laughs> but
8: man, Billy, Derek, um, I'm sorry. What was the other guy that jumped on here?
4: Uh, Chris, yeah, he's always he's always the quiet one that uh, that uh, you know he he normally gets in when we do the news stories. <laughs> yeah, that's Chris.
8: Right on. It, it, it has been a pleasure to meet all you guys, Billy. I hope you really consider about coming down here, bring your guys for that Kill This Fest, so you guys could possibly broadcast it for two days, man.
4: That'd be awesome. It would be awesome. Even if even if I have to go there solo, you know we'll work we'll work on something. We'll, we'll just say that we'll work on something.
8: That would be great, man. That would be great. But um, I definitely will keep you updated. We talk constantly, so I will keep you updated on the new material. Um, I'm actually gonna send you the rough recording. Um, you're more than welcome to take like a 30 second clip and play it if you want to later on down the road, whatever. But I definitely want to say thank you guys so much for taking us on today I know we're a bunch of goofballs we're actually going to go shoot some fireworks and probably do a bunch of dumb shit right now but, <laughs> oh,
4: you got to give yourself a plug before you go uh, tell the listeners where they can find Aurorian's music how they can get in touch with you on social media and all that good shit
8: Right now, you can go to Facebook, uh, type in Aurorian. Uh, normally, if you type in Aurorian Band, it pulls us up easier. Uh, you can download our full album on Bandcamp. Uh, we have the two new releases, uh, or the two we have, actually, I'm sorry, we have Start of War. You can download Start of War now on Reverb Nation. Um, we will be back on Spotify and uh, Apple Music and all that good stuff on this new album. So, And you can also find some of our stuff on YouTube. Um, and you're more than welcome to message us anytime. My name's Fitch J. Clark. I'm the vocalist for the band. I get messages all the time. I'd love to speak out, reach out to everybody else out there. And to you guys that are on, on, on the station, uh, Derek and Chris, please add me, man. Please add my guys. We'd love to talk with you guys some more. And we're always open to anything. And that goes for anyone, anybody.
4: By the way, I also got to compliment you on uh, your contact lenses there. The zombie look, that's cool.
8: Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I've been wearing those for the past five years. And what's fucked up is that's the same pair for five years.
12: (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. But I only wear them for like 30 minutes,
8: so, you know, it's not a big issue.
4: (laughs) Yeah, there you go. But thank you, guys, man. We
8: really appreciate the the exposure.
4: Absolutely. So we're going to hit our first music set, and what we have coming up is uh, four songs by Aurorian, of course uh and that the final song that i'll play will be that will be the teaser for wormwood so once again thank you very much for your time and uh thank you so much definitely from the goofy comments to the very important the the important nitty-gritty that uh, you got to the details of you know that uh, really gives us a lot of insight you know
8: no problem man we really appreciate you guys having us once again Uh, you know this is all about a family we're all the whole community is supposed to be a family you know that's the way it is dude Uh, just to let you guys know we are going to do a live stream on our band page here in about 20 minutes so if anyone wants to tune in we will play Wormwood and Leviathan uh, here in let's see what time it is we will we will kick in at 830 so that's about uh, 14 minutes Chris,
0: All right.
4: Time. All right. Well, we definitely got to hit that music set. Once again, thank you guys very much. It's been awesome Thanks talking to, to you.
8: You too, Billy. Later, Chris. Later, Derek. Man, we appreciate you guys so much. Have a great night. Absolutely. You too, guys.
4: All right. We're going to go ahead hit, hit and hit the music set, and we'll be back after this. You are listening to
12: Outlaw Radio on the No Holds Barred Radio Network, where if you don't agree with our opinions,
9: then fuck your mother. Uh,
3: Tasty cupcake. That was
2: tasty.
12: And while eating it, you accidentally bite into the paper cupcake holder, turning that delicious cupcake into. Well, we have the solution for you. New from the Stereo Dust Particles Food Labs, Weasel School, and UXW Bill's Kitchen, it's edible cupcake holders. Now you never have to worry about tasting paper again. Just mix in the edible cupcake holder powder in with your cupcakes, put it in the oven with the cupcakes, and in 45 minutes, you will have either a tasty cupcake and holder... Ooh, that was
2: tasty.
12: ...or just a big mess, and you'll have to go back to using paper holders and lift the fur head all over again. <laughs> it's edible cupcake holders. Now available from Stereo dust Particles for only $19.99 a box, and available over the most of these STP locations nationwide.
13: You've ever dreamed of being a radio disc jockey, newscaster, sportscaster, or production director. This is one of those rare times in history where positive change is waiting for you.
2: American Broadcasting
13: School Incorporated, one of the most successful and best known broadcasting institutions of its kind, presents your window of opportunity now. Now, you can train in fully equipped broadcast studios with instructors evaluating your on air assignments as you do them. Plus, there's job placement assistance upon graduation. This is a nationally accredited institution that's ready to help you take your first steps into your new future. There has never been a more exciting time to be in the world of broadcasting. And financial aid is available for those who qualify. American Broadcasting School, the number one way of entering broadcasting for over 33 years. You're just a phone call away from the career you've always dreamed of. If
1: you love your rock and talk, raw, uncut, unfiltered, uncensored, and un
13: check
4: out
1: The Simply Wicked Show with hosts Super Mutant Brody, Kayla, and Jay. Every Friday night at 8 p.m. Central on Asgard Radio and replayed every Sunday at 4 p.m. Central on the Hard Rock Radio Network. Two average Joes and one average Jane get together, drink up, engage in witty banter and sh talking, and play the best in 80s, 90s, and 2000s metal, grunge, new wave, punk ska, and alternative music.
2: Anything
7: goes!
1: You can also listen on demand and contact the show at simplywickedradio.net. Some material may not be suitable for children under 18. The Simply Wicked Show. What more needs to be said?
3: Are you ready to rock? Gangster presents Rocking Free in Las Vegas, Nevada. Featuring sick puppies. Gemini Syndrome. Full of
2: me with my Women.
3: And a turn more over fifteen I bands. I of Wednesday rock and roll I festival I hosted by M Resorts on Casino, April twenty eighth through the thirtieth. Join gangsters yourlisten.com, with Radio is dot rock. The rockin' comedy show a cranked up live for a three-day event you will never forget. Get your tickets at rockinto That's rockinto
14: Two bitter rivals. The ultimate confrontation. ...for the EFC featherweight title, EFC 57. The undefeated Igna Cabeza will put his title on the line... ...against the former featherweight champion, Scotland's Daniel Henry. Plus, EFC 57 sees two heavyweight title contenders collide... ...as the Bulawayo bomber, Elvis Moyo... ...will unleash his fury against the raw power and aggression of Mike Vermeulen... Two bitter rivals will collide as Cabessa takes on Henry for the featherweight tackle. And it's giant versus giant as Moyo clashes with Fermilan in the heavyweight division. EFC 57, Saturday, 4 March, Carnival City. Tickets and broadcast information at EFCWorldwide.com.
2: You're
3: listening to Outlaw Radio with Chris Masters, Derek Stark, and
5: Bad Philly on the No Holds Barred Radio Network. Shit, the shit, fuck shit! One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, shit, fuck, 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 the, shit, fuck the shit, fuck the shit, fuck the fucking shit, fuck shit, what the fuck, you shit, the shitty fuck shit. What's going on, everybody? Oh, that's a lot of fucking shit, I tell you.
12: Yeah, I was thanks too.
5: Fucking yeah. shit. Things worse than Jeremy.
12: Jeremy, West Virginia man. Virginia
5: <laughs> man. Welcome back to Unlaw Radio on the No Holds Barred Radio Network. I am one of your hosts, Bat M A Double D O Double G, the Man Dog and Stuff. Derek Stark. What's going on, everybody? Uh, what you just heard, of course, are set sponsored by Coldcock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take your shot. You must be 21 years or older to drink. All the songs we played were by the artist Aurorion that we just got done interviewing, by the way, big shout out to them. Uh, the songs you heard were Male Violence, Shut Your Eyes, Treason, and Wormwood, closing that set out.
4: Okay, if you don't mind me correcting you just a little bit, no offense, Derek, but that's actually pronounced malevolence.
5: Well, Mo-
4: Mo- <laughs> you probably not never seen the word before, so...
5: Well, I've seen the words male violence. That's what I thought it
2: was.
5: (laughs) Yeah. Hey, males can be violent. Christy, uh, former adult film star Christy Mack would know because War Machine whooped her ass.
4: Oh, War Machine's a piece of shit, though.
5: Yeah, I actually read that he's actually supposed to be going on trial here pretty soon, finally, for all that stuff that he did to her. Hope he gets life in prison. I think it's time we go to News of the Weird, though. What do you guys think?
4: Well, hang on. Before we do, we got a piece of feed. Back from our good pal Knucklehead.
12: Oh, yeah. lovely. Yeah, he
4: had he had some things to say to me, so let's go ahead.
12: All right. Oh, hey, Ricardo. Just
9: so you know, I'm not a customer of my toast space. Just so you know, so I have no idea what you're talking about, about me and Lori, Michigan, and a few other people you're talking about. So let me just your fat mouth. And if you want to say something about me on board two, tell the truth, get your facts straight. Because I am not a customer on my total space. Oh, and one more thing, fucking asshole. I'm not even a customer on Fillmore. And if you don't blame me, ask Phil. All
4: right. Fucklehead. Uh,
12: uh What the fuck did he say? Because I was not able to understand half of it.
4: Okay. He said he's not a customer of my telespace.
12: That part Uh, I understood.
4: Okay. Let me explain something to you, idiot. Nobody on my telespace is a customer because it's a free system. Okay. And the fact that you're on Fillmore voicemail... And you're paying twelve ninety five a month to have a voicemail box means that you are a customer of Fillmore voicemail So, you, so how's how dumb did you make yourself look right there?
12: Oh, that's what he said. He wasn't that he wasn't a customer of Fillmore voice box,
4: but he pays twelve ninety five a month to so so how is he not a customer if he's if he's paying for a voicemail box? Come on.
11: Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 You
5: know Billy. Uh, I I can't even fathom a comment even. Whatever.
4: <laughs> so there we go. There's our feedback, but. Uh,
12: well, Chris, our, our feedback to the feedback, huh? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Chris, are you ready? Uh, As ready as I'll ever be. Let's do it.
1: This is Outlaw Radio. News of the Weird.
12: Animal looks like a puss. And here's your News uh, of the Weird for this week. W we start off this week with uh, WWE announcer Tom Phillips was allegedly sending sexually explicit messages to a woman on social media. Now many of you are saying, "Whoop de fucking do?" So he likes to send sex. Well, um, the person is in, Well, Tom Phillips is engaged, and he was sending the sexually explicit messages. To someone other than his fiance. Ooh. Now, the woman that was getting these messages was basically, um, she did not know that he was that Tom Phillips was engaged until friends of hers told her that he was engaged, and so she decided to make the messages. Public, and she posted on her Instagram, which has since been made private, uh, picture, uh, screen a phone screenshot, and it showed Tom Phillips with headphones sitting in a plane. She said, "Ha ha ha ha," and then he said, "I'm in my seat with a massive erection and a four hours flight ahead. I'm gonna face fuck the shit out of you." Whoa. What? <laughs> now, she, w- she captured that picture, captioned that picture with, this is why I don't trust people. Without my friends, I never would have known that a high-profile WWE commentator... Uh, why are you calling him high-profile? Uh, I got my own work stance on this in a second. But uh, a high-profile WWE commentator w- who was talking to me and wanted to get together is engaged. I had zero idea, and I couldn't be more sorry to the girl involved. You deserve better than this. Apparently, nobody is faithful anymore. Hashtag, or at, TVS Tom, hashtag WWE, hashtag SmackDown, hashtag Tom Phillips, hashtag NXT, hashtag wrestling. Okay. Damn, that's a lot of hashtags. All right. So, (laughs) let's break this down here. A high profile WWE commentator? Uh I call that uh a high profile WWE commentator I call my last shit. It's more high profile than Tom Phillips. Tom Phillips, I never liked from the get go. I never liked him when he was on the WWE app. I hate it I never watch NXT because of his commentary. He's a fuckhead. He's just like he's just like Corey Graves.
5: Well, actually, Corey Graves has, has a lot more talent in in his body than Tom Phillips has on his stupid beard. But anyways, now, high-profile commentator. Now, when you're talking about that, you're talking about Jesse the Body Ventura, Gorilla Monsoon, <laughs> Jim Ross, Jerry Lawler. Those <laughs> are high-profile commentators.
4: Mauro uh, Ranallo. Yeah. Yeah, Mar yeah,
5: exactly. Ranallo.
12: Exactly. He's, and...
5: he's more high-profile high than that stupid prick. You know what? Send me the link through Skype. I'm gonna to tag Tom Phillips in this. Uh,
12: you can't you can't because Tom Phillips also uh, made his Twitter, both his Twitter and Instagram accounts private. Uh, you can still tag. him. He's still I'm tag. I'm gonna
5: tag him, and I'm gonna make his ass famous, more famous than it already is.
12: Well, to be to be, well, don't be surprised if you get blocked. I mean, I got blocked by uh JBL just for saying that he's old. But, oh
5: my god. I get blocked by a stupid fucking moron. Oh, how am I ever going to live?
12: Give me <laughs> a fucking break. Okay, well, and, I and give you and, a fucking story to tell people because I mean, everyone loves the JBL story.
4: And also to go to show you how significant this dude is. I've never heard of him before. When it comes to wrestling since I'm not that much of a fan I only know of uh, who's uh, who the stars are today. Like, God, I wish I didn't know who New Day was.
12: New Day's awesome though. Ain't that bad, man. Like, so... booty They make sure you U-A- ain't booty. Booty. Uh booty. I mean, they have more talent than the bad Villains.
5: Yeah, yeah, my yeah,
12: biggest shit. I got they, more talent than the VOD villains. And they got more talent than the current SmackDown tag team champ. Or no, wait, the Raw tag team champions. Ooh, too soon. Oh fucking well. The Club can go kiss my ass.
5: I'm sure, they probably would if you asked them nicely.
12: I mean, <laughs> hey, they can't. I mean,
5: I, yeah,
12: it's shit like that that made me stop watching Raw. And go straight to SmackDown because I mean it's uh, and I can't yes. believe I'm about to bring this up but the fucking Royal Rumble fuck yeah. you WWE you, I mean if you if you make Fastlane shitty I'm gonna stop watching all Raw pay-per-views watch anyways moving on. Um, more than 30, uh, this is a story that I believe Bad Billy will be interested in, Derek. Ooh. Oh, shit.
5: Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is this about, uh, how Moses split the Red Seas, or what?
12: Uh, uh it's related. Ah. Bring on the old jokes. More than 30 bald men gathered at a hot spring facility in Shruta City, Japan, on Wednesday to show off their hairless heads and have fun. Uh, Members of the city's bald men club, yes, there's actually a club, took turns competing in a unique game of of tug-of-war by sticking a suction cup, which is attached to a single red rope to each of their heads. Both sides in an attempt to pull the cup off their opponent's head. Tashiyuki Ogasawara, said with a smile, My head still hurts. I think I need to ice it. (laughs) Masatomo Sasaki, that's his real name, a first-time participant at the tournament, said he used to feel insecure about his baldness, but now feels differently. Sasaki said, I feel proud, or maybe I should say, I feel good about being a bald man, adding that he started losing his hair when he was 40. Hey, Billy's age and that is thanks to to this bald men's club. The club, which has attracted roughly 65 members from all over the country since its founding in 1989, encourages people to view baldness in a positive manner, to have fun, and to brighten the world with our shiny heads, and that's according to their website. To Taijiro Sugo, the club's chairman, age 70, hopes the gathering will turn into something much larger. Su- <laughs> Sugo said, I want all the bald men all over the world to gather here so we can organize a bald men's Olympic tournament. The event is held every year on February 22nd. So you see, Bad Billy, people like you can actually form a club and put suction cups on their heads and have a competition, uh, and have a competitional tug of war. Uh, I'll pass, thanks. <laughs> It's I'd rather
5: than... be. I'd rather be in a porno. Just saying. As a,
12: as a doctor. <laughs>
5: yeah, I think I think that'd be a pretty good part for me, or a mechanic. Alright, so you got a problem with your engine, huh?
12: It looks like you got a leak here, baby. Bad Chris. Anyways.
5: <laughs>
12: <laughs> um. Alright, so um guys, when you have a pro when uh, think back, Billy may have to think a little harder, but uh think back when you were in uh elementary school and you could not figure out the answer to a math question, what would you do? Raise your hand and ask the teacher. Exactly. What if you were, if you were home? Ask your mom. I, w- I wouldn't do it. If there no one around town. <laughs> Well, when 10-year-old Lena Draper was struggling with her math homework, the Ohio 5th grader turned to an unusual source, her local police department. And it worked out well for her at first. Draper of Marion was stumped by this problem. Start parentheses, 8 plus 29 in parentheses times 15 equals. So she went to the Facebook page of the Marion Police Department to ask for help. Lena told InsideEdition.com, I saw the Marion, Ohio Police Department on YouTube when a boy, a first grader, called the police with a problem. I thought they would know math, and they do. Draper sent this message. I'm having trouble with my homework. Could you help me? She quickly got a response from Lieutenant B.J. Gruber, who runs the department's Facebook page. He responded, okay, with what? She told him the problem, and that was confusing her. Gruber responded, according to the Marion Star, do the numbers in the parentheses first, so in essence, it would be 37 times 15. Lena's mother, Molly Draper, posted the interaction on her Facebook page. Uh, She said, um, and the picture was, um, let's see here. Uh, hold on one second. I'm trying to find it right now. Okay. I'm having trouble with my homework. Could you help me? And and the police department said, the Facebook page is not monitored 24-7. If it's an emergency, please call 911. Blah, 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 blah. And at 3.16 a.m., the Ohio Police Department said, what's up? And at 11.36 a.m., the woman said, the l- girl said, I need a little help with my homework, and at four twenty eight p m the police department said, "Okay with what and all that took place and um and after it said after he said it would be thirty seven times fifteen, the girl said, "Okay, now if I had this start parentheses ninety plus twenty seven in parentheses plus start parentheses again twenty nine plus fifteen in parentheses time two, which one would I do first because you have to do the parentheses first and the police department said, take the answer from the first parentheses plus the answer from the second parentheses and multiply that answer times two. Work left to right, doing the work inside the parentheses first. Now, um, and and then, um, now, his heart, now the person's heart, the guy's heart, he, his heart was in the right place, but not the order in which to do the equation. As a result, She got the question wrong. Uh Uh-oh. One Facebook user attempted to school the officer, saying, Order of operations, PEMDAS, parentheses, exponents, multiplication, and and division, addition, and subtraction for future reference. Gruber told the station he hopes people will give him an A for effort. He joked, hoping it is truly the thought that counts, since apparently I cannot especially since the answer was wrong. It was very nice for Molly to not the girl's mother to acknowledge our attempt to help her daughter with some math homework. The math may have been wrong, but the intentions was spot on, which is why Molly Draper is impressed with officer Groover. She told ABC news. I didn't believe her and asked for a screenshot. I thought it was pretty funny and I love that they went ahead with it. So, you know, it's, Hey,
5: it's the thought that counts. Uh,
12: so now, Billy, it, instead of not just not doing it, ask the Ohio Police Department for some help.
4: Yeah, if I if I want to flunk, it sounds like a good idea.
5: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I give them props. At least they tried. Right, I mean, I'll give.
4: if I'm going to tr- ask for help, I'm I want to get I want to make sure I'm going to get the damn thing right.
12: Yeah. Well, um, moving on to an, uh more n- we- news of the weird. weird. Pineapple topped pizzas leave the president of Iceland cold. In fact, the I- the president of Iceland says if he could, he'd pass a law banning pineapple from being used as pizza topping in his country. Johansson made the saucy comments to a group of high school students in the town of something, according to Iceland magazine. One of the students asked Johansson his opinion on this cheesy topic, and he didn't mince words, according to Vizier. The president told the student he was firmly opposed to pineapple on pizzas. He added perhaps with a tongue in in his cheek, not a pineapple, not a pineapple, that it is only the fact that he's not allowed to pass laws that is keeping him from banning it entirely. He later clarified he doesn't hate pineapple all the time, just on pizza. Um, saying on Facebook, I do not have the power to make laws which forbid people to put pineapple on their pizza. I'm glad that I do not hold such power. Presidents should not have unlimited power. I would not want to hold this position if I could pass laws forbidding that which I don't like. I would not want to live in such a country. For pizzas, I recommend seafood. Johanna, yeah. <laughs> Johannes- yeah, anchovies and tuna. Yeah.
4: Good. Uh, what, what the fuck? I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of pineapple on a pizza, but I sure the hell won't eat anchovies or sardines
12: or any of that shit. Johansson's willingness to stick his neck out on a serious issue, no matter the consequences, is earning him support in some pizza-eating quarters. For the record, Pineapple top uh, gives some history about pineapple and all that, so never mind. But yeah, that is weird. I mean, I wonder what he puts on his pizza. Probably rat droppings, dog <laughs> shit. <laughs> well, um, here's something else that can be full of shit, <laughs> and I tell. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. <laughs> uh, this one is really. <laughs> it is shitty? It sounds shitty already. <laughs> oh no, this just perfect. For...
4: Okay, so okay. You got to give give me the link to this. I got to see this for this
2: myself.
12: Could po- this could possibly be the very best way to troll President Donald Trump. Chuck Williams, a 56 year old who resides in upstate Wisconsin, <laughs> has, <laughs> has created a vinyl Donald Trump troll doll. <laughs> oh,
4: I've seen that. With yes.
12: disturbingly visible penis. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, uh, I can't. Uh, the four and three quarter inch tall, four inch wide toy also comes with a little Android cell phone in hand. So President Troll is always Twitter ready. Best part, you can totally pre order you can totally pre order one on Kickstarter for twenty five dollars a pop. Uh, Williams, a former senior staff sculptor for the Walt Disney Company in Burbank, California, has sculpted professionally for film, theme parks, toys, and collectibles for 30 years. After Trump was elected, he found himself sculpting the commander-in-chief in order to deal with his emotions. <laughs> Every time I see a picture of this, I'm going to start laughing. Williams told the Huffington Post, I was just as surprised as everyone else that Trump was elected, were you? I just found myself sculpting a caricature of him to release some steam. (laughs) And there are a few reasons as to why the doll is a little more graphic than your average troll doll. Williams explained, I sculpted him not safe for work to make it clear that I sculpted the entire figure and did not simply sculpt a head on an existing toy body. And I, wanted to <laughs> <look at it. laughs> and I wanted to be a bit insulting. Tiny hands, you know. <laughs> After Williams created a sample of his Trump troll doll, he posted a photo on Facebook and discovered that so many of his friends wanted one that he decided to start a Kickstarter campaign cover the manufacturing of so many figures. At the moment, the dolls are only available for pre-order, being that Williams wants to find a quality factory to make them. He hopes the dolls will begin make, being made and distributed in the next few months, but it could take up to a year. But Williams promises HuffPost that we are moving ahead on the project.
5: Uh, Chris, um, I, I, Chris, I found the not, Yeah, nope, that... Not, <laughs> But the Kickstarter fund is uh, three hundred twenty-five thousand seven hundred seven hundred sixty-three
12: dollars, seven thousand two hundred fourteen backers, and seventeen days to go. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh
2: that! Oh my god!
5: That's going on Twitter right now, man.
2: <laughs> that
4: episode. It, it's already there. It's already there. Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh,
1: my gosh.
5: My oh. God, I got a bigger dick than he does.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, my. Holy crap.
4: Oh, be, boy. Tonight's show has just been so interesting.
12: <laughs> what do you know? There's well, more. For hair. There is more. Oh boy, what do we got? What do we got? When police asked a man how his girlfriend got shot in the leg, he blamed the dog. What?
11: <laughs> okay. He what
12: happened? To my, the dog ate my homework. Was the old one? Now they got this shit.
2: The Jacksonville, dog shot Florida. My wife.
12: Jacksonville, Florida. Police responded, responding to a 911 call about a shooting Tuesday night, met with Brian Murphy who told him, Who told them his dog, had ac- Diesel, had accidentally shot his girlfriend while she was in bed. Uh, Murphy told officers he and his girlfriend, Summer Miracle, that so sounds like a poor name, were sleeping when Diesel woke him up wanting to go outside. When Diesel and Murphy went back into the house, the dog led the way into the bedroom. That And that's according to First Coast News. Murphy reported that he then saw a flash and heard a bang. He told police he thinks Diesel jumped on a nightstand, causing a gun on it to fire. The bullet from Murphy's gun hit Miracle in the leg. Murphy told police he covered Miracle's wound with a towel before calling 911. Miracle's not sure how she was shot, according to the Palm Beach Post. She told police she was asleep when the bullet struck her. Miracle was treated at a hospital for injuries that did not appear to be life-threatening. There was no word on whether charges would be filed. All right, I need to see a picture of this of this woman if there is one because I mean, it, to be to be quite honest, ah, uh, shit. There's an ad, um, but because seriously, if I mean, you don't know that you're that you got shot, seriously. You think the bang, ow, you know?
5: Now, do you think the dog did that because he didn't get a biscuit?
12: <laughs> probably. And uh, the girlfriend looks to be uh, a blonde, so yeah, probably. So yeah. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> okay, the. Uh, uh, Oh, my God. A Houston musician is under fire for reportedly giving himself an enema during a performance and then emptying his bowels on stage. Oh,
5: God. God. That's
12: That's nasty. (laughs) nasty. (laughs) However, the artist tells the Post that's a bunch of crap. (laughs) (laughs) Pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) He admits to getting an enema... It says the material that spewed on the stage was just a protein shake in a leaky bag. Yeah, yeah, sure. (laughs) The the scatological scandal, oh, God, took place Friday at Avant Garden during a cancer benefit for a local artist. One of the bands scheduled to perform was Sonic Rabbit Hole, a two-piece noise rock act that includes elements of performance art. Singer Michael Clemens said he and his partner, who, uh, who has not been identified, decided an on-stage enema would be the perfect statement against the venue where they've had issues in the past. Lord. Clemens told HuffPost, it didn't have anything to do with the person with cancer. It was a statement to the venue that you're not avant-garde. Wow. During the performance, Clemens took a bag filled with the protein shake, pulled down his pants,
11: <laughs>
12: and with the help of his bandmate, administered it into his nether regions. He explained, "We were, we were, we're we're going to we're going to do an endurance piece. I have uh, the enema to do some light calisthenics and see how long I would last before I had to go and then run to the bathroom." Alas, both the bag and hose leaked, causing the contents to spill on onto the stage before it could go into Clemens' keister. But Amant Garden owner Mariana Lemisov tells a different story. It was poop that covered her stage, not protein shake. She told HuffPost, my bartender was throwing up behind the bar. Plus, it was in decent exposure. They made performance art look crappy. They said bad, but I I had to say crap. I had to I had to go there. Lemisov went into more detail for local station KPRC. She said it was disgusting. It was a health hazard. Everybody at that point was really shocked. And then he proceeded to defecate on the stage and splatter feces everywhere. Lemisov said her staff spent hours cleaning up after Clemens and says there was fecal matter covering the bathroom floor and <laughs> splattered against the wall told the Houston press, my staff stayed and cleaned up their disgusting mess until four in the morning. Cle- Clement uh, Clemens said he did evacuate himself in the bathroom but made sure to flush afterwards. Yeah, like that makes it better. He also says he planned to clean up any mess but didn't get the chance because the owner was angry. He said, my art is about what can you get away with and why? I don't know how to spin it the right way, but I do my art and I don't compromise. To demonstrate his art, Clemens provided this a video to Huffington Post of an earlier performance. Hint: he's the one in the cage if you ever watch the video. Meanwhile, Friday's incident is raising such a stink in Houston that Clemens is calling himself one of the most loved and hated people in America. A statement that seems a... Ad- It's a bit hyperbolic. He said, some people want to sign me because of it. Oh, God. Who? Justin Bieber's recording company? That's a crappy deal. Limitsoft told KTRK-TV that the performance was an act of vandalism, that conveyed no artistic expression, and was particularly inappropriate for a charity event. She said the venue was forced to close which meant the fundraiser didn't make as much money as intended. A GoFundMe account has been set up to make, those, to make up those funds and has raised $1,285 towards a goal of $100,000. Uh, it's actually $1,400 now. Uh, Clemens believes his, per, believes his performance, actually, that's what he said, actually helped raise more money for the charity than anyone expected, since the original goal of the event was $1,000. Lemisoff cl- confirmed the $1,000 goal to HuffPost and says the GoFundMe page has raised more than that, but said people lost money in tips, sales of painting at the on-site art gallery in time, and cleaning up the mess. Despite his newfound notoriety, Clemens plans to bag similar performances. He said, I'm not a one trick pony. You'll never see Michael Clemens with an enema bag again until his next crappy performance. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is news of the week. <laughs> All right. Well, oh boy. what a bunch of crap.
4: Yeah, definitely.
12: Pun intended.
4: <laughs> yep. All right. We're going to hit our next uh, music set here. What do we got coming up? Uh somebody who just uh, recently sent us her music uh by the name of Anne Marie uh Picerno. I think that's how it's pronounced. I, I
5: have... I'm pretty sure that's how that's how it is, Paserno or something yeah. like
4: that. Well we we got a song by her that's going to be followed by D. Ramsey, then Forever Still, Dry County, and Three
9: Left. We'll be right back. Who in the hell fuck do you think you are?
3: You're listening to Outlaw Radio with Chris Master, Derek Stark, and Bad Billy on the No Holds Barred Radio
12: Network, where we are known as proper gentlemen because we always ask.
4: Do you mind
5: if I fart?
12: You really know how to waste a
9: Cialis, don't you? You're abusing my fans. Mm.
2: In heaven's land Days pass by In colors of gray The lights of my life Keep dwelling You cut with love. You love. I
9: need clear sky that
6: I want to tell you that I'm sorry, man, that I missed your call, but I had no clue it's, it'd be the last time, you never called me, dude, and i hope you you up there, rest it the well, man, hope you got the party in, big B, too, man, I miss you, I love about you every day, and that's for real, every time I'm drinking, man, ain't nothing yeah, to i I just the memories, I think about you.
9: No balls, radio craze. I don't turn the damn thing on much anymore. J.C. was the last of the old boys left. The attitude died when we laid him down to rest. I'm standing in the eye of a hurricane now lost on. we waiting on Hank to save our souls, kick a little dirt on the country road that's been paved by the way they've been spitting on the old boys' graves. And we're waiting on Hank to come on back and lay a little senior boot to ass and let the A&R man know they've taken this way too far. You don't be with the puppies and crap in the big y'all yard. The honky tonk, boy, being both will sing by the horror of a storm from a piss off pink, and you know that he's gonna be bringing that hammer down. We're gonna roll smoke, teach him how to drink, Just the meek and hair and nothing, not a goddamn thing, and he you knows. The roads by the way they've been sitting on the old boy's grave. they we're waiting on Hank hey, to come on back and lay a little senior boot and let the A and R man know they've taken this way too
6: far. You don't be with the puppies ain't grasping a the
9: big dog yard. Yeah. We corrode, I'm losing my faith in the country soul And who will take the blame for the suicide of Music Road They were waiting on hate to save our souls Take a little nerd on the country road It's been saved by the way they've been sitting on the old boys' graves They were waiting on hate to come on back. No, they're taking this way too far. You don't be with the puppies and crap in the big dog yard. You don't be with the puppies and crap in the big dog
2: yard. You don't be with the puppies and crap in the big dog. You don't crap in the big dog yard.
13: Broadcasting awaits you. If you've ever dreamed of being a radio disc jockey, newscaster, sportscaster, or production director, this is one of those rare times in history where positive change is waiting for you. American Broadcasting School Incorporated, one of the most successful and best-known broadcasting institutions of its kind, presents your window of opportunity now. Now, you can train in fully equipped broadcast studios with instructors evaluating your on-air assignments as you do them job placement assistance upon graduation. This is a nationally accredited institution that's ready to help you take your first steps into your new future. There has never been a more exciting time to be in the world of broadcasting, and financial aid is available for those who qualify. American Broadcasting School, the number one way of entering broadcasting for over 33 years. You're just a phone call away from the career you've always dreamed of. He took an oath to defend the Constitution
1: of the United States of America. By some, he's been called controversial. He is the free American, Clay Douglas.
9: Now, keep in mind that some of my guests have been approached by Homeland Security or FBI saying, why are you going on the Clay Douglas show?
13: My message to those guys, if they're listening this morning, is good morning. Go get a cup of coffee. Maybe you'll learn something.
9: Yeah, sit down. I've always invited you. I hope you come into my lecture. Man, you know, we we both took the same oath to defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. I don't recall there being an expiration date on that. Catch the Free American
1: weekday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. For the podcast and more details, go to freeamerican.com. Some material may not be suitable for children under 18. Monster
3: Energy Fort Rock Returns to Chesney Park, April 29th and 30th, with Jeff leopard Leppard. Garden.
1: With a perfect circle, The Offspring, Maxedon, Chevelle,
2: Papa Roach,
1: Cedar, Three Days Great, Alter Bridge, The Pretty Reckless, and more. Fort Rock, over 25 bands, two days of nonstop rock and roll. Tickets are on sale now. Go to FortRockFestival.com for all your tickets and more. It's here, Psychosis, brand new CD, Drowning in Silence. To celebrate, Psychosis, Cold Cock Whiskey, and Ferocious Records are throwing a CD release party, Friday, April 7th, at the Empire Concert Club in Akron, Ohio. You are invited, Invited. playing live at the party,
3: Psychosis, Psychosis.
1: With Conniption Fit, Dead Leaf, Beneath a Dying Sun, Trephine, and Fit for a Funeral. Doors open at 7 p.m. The show is for all ages. There is a $3 surcharge for people under 21. The Psychosis, Drowning in Silence, CD CD Release Party. Be there! Go
3: fuck yourself. You're listening to Outlaw Radio with Chris Master, Derek Stark, and Fad Billy on the No Holds Barred Radio Network.
12: What's up? Welcome back to Outlaw Radio, sponsored by Colcock Whiskey. Uh, if you want me to say stuff about it, you should have listened to Derek because I forgot what to say. Take your
5: shot. Uh, take your shot with Colcock whiskey. You must be twenty one years or older to drink, although that never stopped
12: me. <laughs> and what you just heard during that and by the way, Colcock whiskey, I'm sorry, but yeah. I, I I suck at this. Uh uh anyways, what you heard was why wants to be afraid by three left? Waiting on Hank by Dry County, Miss Madness by Forever Still, To My Fam in Heaven by D. Ramsey, and starting off that set was Rain by Amory. Um. The Yeah. I
4: don't know how to pronounce your name either, but <laughs> just like, just
5: like, Well, just like Mickey, Mickey Lamantia, Lamantia, we don't know either.
12: Yeah. So. It's
5: something like that.
12: Yeah.
4: <laughs> yes, something along those lines. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's it's definitely been been another awesome show tonight.
12: <laughs> Hell yeah! Especially uh, with the news of the
4: weird. Are you gonna go get yourself a
12: Trump doll? No. I I have better ways to spend my money. <laughs> <laughs> you
4: know what though? If they make the. They're going to make very few of those, and that's going to become a collector's item, no doubt.
12: Are you going to buy one then?
4: No. <laughs> yeah,
5: he what was I think... thinking about it. He was no. thinking about it.
4: No, 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 never crossed my mind. If one was given to me for free, I'd put it away somewhere and just let the box collect dust.
12: Yeah. the way, the Iron Sheik just tweeted: "If you're happy and you know it, go fuck yourself."
4: Uh, that, the, the, the Sheik's always telling people to go fuck themselves.
5: <laughs> yeah. Hell, he actually sent a sent a message to Lady Gaga: "Lady, go go fuck yourself."
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> if you if you want. A real treat, and you're on Twitter, follow the Iron Sheik. He'll actually have like a blue check mark by his official Twitter. He he does his on Twitter, and pretty much he always emphasizes the word fuck.
4: Oh, he's always saying it's not just fuck. He's always saying go fuck yourself. If you're happy and, in your notes, go
12: fucking bullshit. Yep.
5: I will make you humble, you oh. fucking idiot.
4: Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, I do see a couple of tweets here where he's not saying go fuck yourself. In case you forgot, I am the real legend. Oh, my God, Becky, look at her butt.
12: <laughs> oh, my God, Becky, look at her butt.
4: On sale now, me breaking your fucking neck.
12: <laughs> <laughs>
4: watch, watch, watch Get Out or Go Fuck Your... Or you can fuck yourself. <laughs>
12: I love you, Phil Collins. Feed.
4: Fuck Iceland's president forever.
12: Stop, well, drop, wait, and go uh, fuck did yourself. He just, did, he, did he just say that? Just because uh, of the pizza thing. I don't know what he why he said no, that. That, that. That was up, back up, February. Down, left, before. right, left, right. Select, start, and go fuck yourself.
4: <laughs> no, there he uh, is. By the way. Trump.
5: Stop drop, and Go fuck yourself. Uh...
4: A week ago, too. A week ago, um, we did lose another legend in the uh, world of wrestling, uh, George the Animal Steel, who uh, he had, he had hair all over his body, but except his head. Yeah. But... Same
12: situation as Billy. <laughs> no,
4: no, not not necessarily so, but yeah, I mean. Good lord, the, the the body here on George the Animal Steel. Was like, oh my god, that's horrible. But <laughs> but he uh yeah, he passed away uh about a week ago. Yeah.
5: Yeah, and we also lost uh Ivan Koloff as well, the mad Russian himself.
11: Yeah.
4: Oh and uh, man. uh here's another one from the Iron Cheek. Soon I i be eighty year old and still shooting the wise suplex the fuck you fuck out of you.
12: <laughs> I wonder what kind of crack is he smoking, man. Uh, so- I'm not sure
5: what kind of crack he's smoking, but uh, he's going to be at WrestleCon for uh, for uh, WrestleMania this year, and I'm going to actually try to get a picture with him.
12: Hopefully, hopefully he doesn't tell you to go fuck yourself.
5: Oh, I'll tell him to go fuck himself first.
12: Uh, he'll <laughs> he'll probably just laugh
4: at you since that seems to be his favorite phrase. Go fuck yourself to sleep.
2: <laughs>
4: Who's this, who this jabroni fake Italian chic? Book himself like Mark Jabroni fake chic. Go
12: fuck yourself. <laughs> nice yeah. telling yep. stop Levin's to go fuck. Scott Bivens to go fuck himself. Scott Uh, Bivens, go fuck
9: yourself A fucking bullshit.
12: Oh, my God,
5: guys, listen to this. Fuck the Cupid forever. I put him in the camel clutch, suplex him, make him humble. Hashtag Valentine's Day. (laughs) Oh, like me on Facebook or I break your neck.
4: Oh god. Follow oh, yeah.
5: make, sure, make
4: sure Outlaw Radio is following him.
5: <laughs> oh, we are. I mean, I made sure of it. Fuck the okay. taco Tuesday. <laughs> if you if you
4: if you can go anywhere, please go fuck yourself. <laughs>
5: Good night, Grammys. Go fuck yourself.
4: Good night and go fuck yourself. John Cena
12: Iron Sheet Class. <laughs> he doesn't tell Cena to go fuck himself? Holy shit. Yeah.
4: Happy, happy Chinese New Year and go fuck yourself.
12: He actually
5: said this about the uh, Grammys. Honky Tonk Man, better singer than this shit. Hashtag Grammys.
2: <laughs>
5: oh, and also, also hashtag uh, Grammys. Three words. Fuck this shit. <laughs>
12: fuck this shit. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> The fucking shit, fuck.
4: Can you can you imagine if uh, the Iron Sheik was singing that
12: song? <laughs> oh,
9: bullshit. No, fuck the shit, you fuck the fucking shit, no, shit. No, fuck shit,
12: the
5: fucking shit. Go fuck yourself. <laughs>
12: oh,
5: guys, fucking bullshit. Oh, guys, he also he also did this for hashtag Grammys. Get the fuck out of my country music awards. <laughs> She. It would be an honor if you came on Outlaw Radio. Oh shit! He can fuck
4: himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh
3: my
10: gosh!
5: See, it is it is such a treat to be to be following somebody like that because you never know what he's gonna post about.
4: Nope.
2: <laughs> yeah.
4: Or. Oh. Uh, it, what what you can guarantee almost guarantee is that uh, his twi- whatever he tweets it's going to say go fuck yourself
5: yeah unless he's uh, paying respect to somebody
4: yeah exactly oh my goodness damn we're almost to the the in- end of the show yeah uh you know what though we've we've had a we've had a lot of uh a lot of rock bands as of recent and it seems like they're gonna still keep uh still keep coming because next week we've got to skin jacket out of north carolina and of course last week we couldn't uh we couldn't interview uh Stoker out of South Africa, like uh, we had planned on, but uh, we're go- we're gonna pre-record that tonight, and uh, that'll be played three weeks from now, or two
12: two two weeks, two weeks from now, so on the eleventh. Yes. All right. I was about to say three weeks from now. Uh, we have someone else on then.
4: Yeah, we got the Groove Moose.
12: Yep. From uh from Atlanta. Uh, Marietta, Georgia. Right on, right on.
5: Oh man, we got interviews all the way up into April. Everybody, if you have a if you have a band that w- would like to be interviewed, email us at gmail.com. and send the songs. Billy normally runs the email there. I run the Twitter for for outlaw radio, so. Either way, we're going to end up getting you on there for an interview. It might take a little bit, but we give everybody a chance. So,
4: I know, you know what? If we had the Iron Sheik here on Outlaw Radio, I I can almost guarantee what he'd tweet. Listen to Outlaw Radio and go fuck
12: yourself. <laughs> that would be We I would retweet that. Would that. that would be an honor that We Oh my gosh.
5: I would I would retweet that, I would freaking like it. I would I would somehow get a snapshot of it and put it as my profile picture.
12: Absolutely. Hey, uh, how about this? How about this? You know, since we have a lot, since we have, how many followers do we have on Twitter? Uh, Currently, three hundred and thirty. How about this for everyone listening tonight? Tweet the Iron Sheik and see if he, and try and get him to contact us to come on Outlaw Radio. Let's try and make that happen.
4: Let's do it. God bless America and go fuck yourself.
5: Hell, I'm going to WrestleCon in in April. If I can get a chance to meet him, I can talk to him and tell him that we're all big fans of his. Maybe Billy can get a card made and sent out to me, and I can give it to him. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, he can make a bumper for us. Like Outlaw Radio or go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself.
9: Listen to Outlaw Radio. You're listening to Outlaw Radio. Now go fuck yourself.
5: (laughs) (laughs) God bless the Sheik. He is so fucking... I actually saw some of his shoot videos on YouTube they actually prolonged one of his one of his fucks that he said, and I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> All right.
12: But yeah, well, go go to the Iron Sheik on Twitter. Tell him that he should check out Outlaw Radio. Where where is he based now? Is he is he in
4: Iran or is he? Uh,
12: no, think, he's in the states. He's yeah, that's. In the- States,
5: I do believe. Let me check here.
4: And uh for any of you prejudiced fuckers that don't like him because of uh his ethnicity, remember he is not Muslim.
5: Yeah, he's uh he's, a he's, Christian. Based, in, he's based in the USA, but it doesn't say where, but
4: uh US, in... USA Bubba.
5: <laughs> so I'm assuming somewhere in the south.
12: Uh, yeah. You know what, though, you know
4: what, this would be an interesting interview if we can get it, and it's in your—he's in your neck of the woods, Chris. Uh, he runs a restaurant. Ah, ah. He runs a restaurant somewhere in uh, the Atlanta area, I believe, and that would be wrestling legend Abdullah the Butcher.
12: Oh yeah, Abdullah the Butcher.
5: One of the only guys I've ever seen in my life to cut his head in every frickin' match he's ever done.
4: Uh, You know, I guess at that restaurant that he runs, too, he likes to fuck with the customers with those scars in his head. He'll he'll stick coins in his scars.
5: Oh, my God. (laughs)
4: Yeah. Oh, what was it was it a spoon or a fork that he was always uh that he was famous with I can't remember I think it
5: was a fork Yeah I think it was a fork hmm.
4: Yeah but uh, I watched him in a couple of matches in Japan one with Hulk Hogan and one with Dusty Rhodes and my god both both guys were a bloody bloody mess by the time that match was over
10: Um
5: yeah, Hulk Hogan wasn't really known to be a bleeder, but when he when he needed to, he would. But Dusty Rhodes, God bless him. I think he bled in almost every match, too.
12: Oh, by the way, uh, the Iron Sheik said, Hulk Hogan, I break your fucking neck this WrestleMania. Now go fuck yourself. Nah, he didn't say, well, on November 8th, he said, God bless America and go fuck yourself. Well,
5: yeah. he's he's got something against uh, against Hulk Hogan, but actually, Sheik is the one that started Hulkamania because Hulk Hogan beat him for the title in Madison Square Garden. So, so technically, had, Iron they, Sheik had something to do with starting
12: Hulkamania, brother. cheer cheer me up in three words. Go fuck yourself.
4: I remember who the, who was it though that called it Pukemania?
12: Yeah.
5: Duke-a-mania. Uh mania, Sergeant Slaughter.
12: Oh, I thought I was about to say Eric Bischoff.
5: <laughs> no, I, no, I think it was Sergeant Slaughter because I remember one time on uh, WWF Superstars, he's like, "You and your goddamn puka Well, burned, and he actually set a Hulk Hogan shirt on fire.
4: Well, I remember though. I I, I just couldn't. I was. I just could not believe that back in uh, '91. Or i i remember sergeant slaughter being the american hero from gi joe and all that and mm-hmm. uh during the gulf war there's sergeant slaughter in an i in a uh what what they call uh Saddam Hussein's army uh
5: sympathizer re,
4: no uh Repu- republican guard is what they were called i think He was he was in one of those uniforms, standing in the middle of the ring, and I'm like, "What the fuck are you kidding me?"
5: Yeah, for some reason they wanted him to turn bad guy, which actually was a good thing because that's where he got his only WWF title from, the Ultimate Warrior back at the Royal Rumble. But he lost it to Hulk Hogan that WrestleMania. But uh, and not too long after that, he actually started, you know, he actually turned back to being good. It's just it just really shows that. You know, WWE will take. You know, if something's happening in the in the outside world, they'll try to capitalize on it.
12: Well, you know, Sergeant Slaughter does want to be paid overtime. You know, I better
5: right. be paid
12: overtime for this right. bullshit. Anyway,
4: we better call it a night here. I want to thank uh, those of you listening. I want to once again give a big, big shout out to. Uh, Stitch and Aurorian. That was a very, very good interview. Very entertaining and very informative as well. And uh, we look forward to uh, when when that uh, CD comes out. No doubt we're going to be looking forward to that. Hopefully I'm going to make it down there to uh, San Antonio for Kill This Fest. That would be awesome. Yes, indeed. So anyway... I will be back Saturday on uh, Asgard Radio with the Indie Asylum. And, Derek, you've gone through some changes.
5: Yep, I have got better looking. I actually shaved my beard off. Oh, we weren't talking about that, were we?
3: <laughs> Shit.
5: Shut up, Billy. I'm not that old yet. Anyways, uh, the drive home is now moved from Saturdays to Friday nights. You can listen to me Friday nights from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Central Time, 7 to 9 Eastern, and right before the Lit Show with DJ Hunter and DJ Abby, And after that, the Friday Night Renegade Show. So it's part of the Friday night primetime. So definitely check us out, Rockin' Waves, 11294, playing that's all and new. Uh, check my show out Sundays, Star FM from 6 to 8. Monday, heat FM from five to seven, right before the Indy Asylum with Bad Billy. Tuesday, Star Star FM again from three to five. And then Friday, J Man Radio, three PM Mountain Time. Whew. Go ahead, Chris.
12: Be sure and check out the Friday Night Renegade show every Friday from ten till at least midnight. On Rockin' Ways Eleven Two Ninety Four every Friday at from ten to midnight. Also on Star FM every Thursday from uh, 6 to 8, and then every Friday on Heat FM from 8 to 10. All
4: right. So, be sure to tune in uh, to Outlaw Radio next week when uh, we have three left out of North Carolina. That's going to be a very, very good interview. And uh following week, of course, we have Stoker. So
5: That'll be... We got... Um, a lot of great interviews coming up. I know Three Left has been wanting to get a get a get well, they, them on there for a little bit.
4: Well they, they actually said that uh, they need a little time before they can uh, agree to one, so
5: Well, thank God they agreed finally. And Iron Chic We will uh, see you on Outlaw Radio. Uh,
4: Iron Sheik, I respectfully say go fuck yourself.
5: Thanks a lot, Billy. Now, I'm going to end up getting put in a camel clutch when he finds out I'm part of Outlaw Radio. <laughs> I will make you humble. Ah.
4: All right. So, to end the show, we have Lurid Liz out of Portland, Oregon. and uh, Yes, she has agreed to be on Outlaw Radio. We just have not booked yet. So. Yay. All right. We'll be back next week. Good night, everybody.
6: Are you tired of modern pop music that sounds like a dog fucking a squeaky toy? Well that's why you're listening to Outlaw Radio. We tell bad bed music to go piss up a rope. We give our opinions and if a fight breaks out,
10: so fucking what?
7: Eastern. Notion, not absurd to me to murder all your verses. Barely in becoming me, you have never heard this. Tickle, look funny, see? I'm a little sissy. Not true, I'm boldly grown. I'll tell you where to kiss me. Listen up or make your choice. I'm not being sickle. Do it right or fucking stop. I don't wanna tickle. I am climbing to the top and you can give me hell. stop can't you fucking spell? Emotions have me acting hectic, situations tell. Oh. I can take the toughest to when it is myself I stay overworked when perfection is obsessed And my whole body hurts And I say too much excedrin Can't put into words What the way I love my family One who knows she's dirt and will never understand me So I've got paper, I've got a way to breathe I'll write away my misery And what you've done to me I'm about to hit the stage Never want a rapid blaze Now I'm less afraid I will start a life today I've got paper, I've got a way to breathe I'll ride away my misery and what you've done to me Cause I'm about to hit the stage, never wanna the blaze Now I'm less afraid, I will start a life today I can't put into words, well the way I love my family One who knows she's dirt, will never understand me Life was sick, I found maggots in her car I think God it's a ticket did he be heartless? Did I know that I survived? Oh, I really doubt it. Slap the savior in the face. Could have had me out of it. modest distorts reality. Erasing how we've grown up. You should have a board of me. Cause bitch, I hate you so much. You don't know what's coming me. Watching you a monster. You thought I was before? That was an imposter. You don't know I'm serious. You don't know how much it's true. I have put you in the ground. I'm buried all my thoughts of you. Why are you such a fucker? I know I gave you so much help People said that I'm the mother kid That found you your motel. Yeah, I found your place to live One of many times I rocked You should not have burned a bridge Are you sorry? I I got paper, I've got a way to breathe I'll write away my misery And what you've got for me I'm about to hit the stage, never wanna rapid blaze Now I'm less afraid, I will start a life today I've got paper, I've got a way to breathe I'll write away my misery and what you've done to me Cause I'm about to hit the stage, never wanna rapid blaze Now I'm less afraid, I will start a life today What's happening, people are listening, writing a tragedy Mind is distance. foolish and mind minds are shaking And nightmares about you, they're not waking at me So I'll cope and I'll get through better after you it's no joke don't you know I-
1: No more morning-after-sugar hangovers from other liquors. With Cold Cock's blend of herbs, including green tea, hibiscus, ginger, eucalyptus, and more, you'll be in herbal heaven. Cold Cock Whiskey, available at spirit stores and distributors America-wide. Find one near you at coldcockwhiskey.com. Follow Cold Cock Whiskey on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Celebrate those special moments with friends. Raise your glass. Take your shot. You must be 21 or older to drink Cold Cock Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. put my voice and audio production skills to work for you. Let's do this.
3: You have been listening to Outlaw Radio on the No Hold Bond Radio Network. Be sure to leave your feedback by calling 773-572-7878. All feedback is played and replied to on the show. Visit our official website at com. Outlaw Radio is a presentation
9: of A.O.W. Productions. Here I am, sitting on the porch, writing another song, about Waylon and Willie David. Such great outlaw boys just like me Man, can't you see Because you can't go wrong with one good outlaw song The outlaw song Well, here I am And I was here With old George We'd be strumming on The cold hard truth And he stopped loving her Today And I love to play Because you can't go wrong With one good outlaw song The outlaw song Here I am with this old song About Waylon and Willie David Allen Cole Man in black and the possum George Jones you Can't go wrong you Can't go wrong With one good album